Hello everyone, welcome back to the Phoenix Society. I am your girl, Rains Joy, your favorite metaphysical philosopher and hype girl. I am here to teach you what you should have learned in school. Okay, so I just wanted to give an update on the new posting schedule. I would definitely post Monday through Thursday and maybe Friday. So Friday could be a wild card. So we'll see how I feel that week. I don't want to force anything, but I'm usually up for it for four days and maybe not so much to fifth. So we'll see how it goes. But I am definitely here with you right here and right now. And the present moment is all we need to focus on anyway, right? All right. So we will be picking back up on The Power of the Spoken Word by Florence Scovel Shen. All right, my phoenixes, it is time to rise. Class is now in session. Chapter three. Be strong, fear not. Be strong, fear not. Fear is man's only adversary. You face defeat whenever you are fearful. Fear of lack, fear of failure, fear of loss, fear of personality, fear of criticism. Fear robs you of all power, for you have lost your contact with the universal powerhouse. Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Fear is inverted faith. It is faith turned upside down. When you are fearful, you begin to attract the thing you fear. You are magnetizing it. You are hypnotized by the race thought when you are afraid. Daniel was undisturbed because he knew his God was stronger than the lions. His God made the lions as harmless as kittens. So walk up to your lion as quickly as possible and see for yourself. Perhaps all your life you've been running away from some particular lion. It has made your life miserable in your hair gray. A hairdresser once told me that she knew a woman whose gray hair returned to its natural color when she stopped worrying. A woman said to me during an interview, I am not a bit fearful, but I worry a lot. Fear and worry are twins and are the same thing. If you were fearless, your worry cells would be dried up. Why are you worried, O ye of little faith? I think the most prevalent fear is the fear of loss. Perhaps you have everything that life can give, but in creeps the old lion of apprehension. You hear him growling. It's too good to be true. It can't last. If he gets your attention, you may well worry. Many people have lost what they prized most dearly in life. That is because invariably they fear loss. The only weapon you can use against your lions is your word. Your word is your wand filled with magic and power. You wave your wand over your lion and transmute him into a kitten. But the lion will remain a lion unless you walk up to him. You may well ask, how do we walk up to lions? Moses said unto his people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you this day. For the Egyptians who ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. What a marvelous arrangement! Infinite intelligence knows the way out. Infinite intelligence knows where the supply is for every demand, but we must trust it keep our poise and give it right away. So many people are afraid of other people. They run away from disagreeable situations. So of course the situation runs after them, right? Because you can't escape you. And everything in your 3D world is a reflection of your thoughts, beliefs, and assumptions, right? So wherever you go, it's going to follow you because that is what has been programmed into your mind. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom should I be afraid? Right? And that is something you can say to yourself. The 27th Psalm is one of the most triumphant psalms. It is also rhythmic and musical. 
the writer realized that no enemy could harm him for the Lord with his light and his salvation. Now remember, your only enemies are within yourself. The Bible is speaking of the enemy thoughts, your doubts, fear, hates, resentments, and forebodings. Every negative situation in your life is a crystallized thought. It has been built up out of your own vain imaginings, but these situations cannot stand the light of truth. So you face the situation fearlessly, saying, The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Jesus Christ was the greatest of metaphysicians and gave us definite rules for controlling conditions through word and thought. Thou hast made me wiser than mine enemies. First of all, you must be wiser than your enemy thoughts, the army of aliens. You must answer every negative thought with the word of authority. The army of the aliens will chat. Business is dull and money is scarce. Immediately you reply, my supply comes from God and now appears like mushrooms overnight. There are no hard times in the kingdom. You may have to keep this up for quite a while, like the song of the Katie did, Katie did, Katie didn't, and so on. Finally, you went out, for the truth must prevail, and you have put to flight the army of the aliens. Then, when you are off your guard, the army of the aliens begin again. You're not appreciated. You'll never be a success. You answer immediately, God appreciates me, therefore man appreciates me. Nothing can interfere with my divinely designed success. Finally, the army of the aliens is dissolved and dissipated because you do not give it your attention. You have starved the aliens out. Starve out the fears by not giving them your attention and acting your faith. The lion draws his fierceness from your fear. His roar is in the tremors of your heart. Stand still like Daniel and you too shall hear the rush of angels sent to take your part. The mission of Jesus Christ was to wake people up. Awake thou that sleepeth. People were asleep in the Adamic dream of opposites, lack, loss, failure, sin, sickness, and death seems realities to them. The story of Adam is that he ate of the tree of illusion and fell into a deep sleep. In this deep sleep, he vainly imagined good and evil. Bernard Shaw in his book Back to Methuselah says, Adam invented murder, birth, and death in all negative conditions. It was the development of the reasoning mind. Of course, Adam stands for generic mind. In the Garden of Eden stage, man functioned only in the superconscious. Whatever he desired or required was always at hand. With the development of the reasoning mind came the fall of man. He reasoned himself into lack, limitations, and failure. He earned his bread by the sweat of the brow instead of being divinely provided for. Jesus Christ's message was to bring people back into the fourth dimension, the Garden of Eden, consciousness, right? So it wasn't about a woman, because remember in the Bible, it says something about the husband and the wife, like the husband is the head and the neck is the woman, or the wife is the neck. It's talking about your conscious and your subconscious not a little old woman and man right because the whole bible is an analogy but some people take it literally or you know religion is man-made and then some people use the bible to twist the words to keep their people in a certain place right with amazing simplicity and directness he told the people that if they asked believing they would receive attributing the power always to the father within god is the giver man the receiver this supreme intelligence supplies man with all that he desires or requires. This was certainly a doctrine to wake people up, right? He proved his statements with miracles and wonders. 
One of the most dramatic miracles was the healing of the man who had been blinded from birth. The opponents of Jesus questioned the man, hoping to find something against him. But the man would only say, One thing I know, whereas I was blind, now I can see. This is a marvelous statement to make to yourself. Whereas I was blind, now I can see. Right? Perhaps you were blind to your good, blind to your opportunities, blind to your intuitive leads, blind to your to appearances, mistaken friends for enemies. When you are awake to your good, you know there are no enemies, for God utilizes every person in situation for your good. Right? And this is also um, symbolic because remember, with your human uh, 3D sense eyes, you can only see less than 1% of reality. That means there is 99% of reality that you cannot see. So that's why, um, whereas I was blind, now I can see is so interesting or so poignant because once you have shifted your thoughts and your new thoughts have become dominant, you will shift to the reality where now you can see what, you know, the 3D will match up with your 4D, right? So now you'll be able to see that reality. That's why you persist. And that's why you realize that what you see does not define what is there because you're seeing with your 3D eyes. You need to start, you need to remember to see with your spiritual eyes, your 40 eyes, because it has to be created within and then it gets pushed without if you persist in it and you do not be double minded. See, that's the thing. You can't say I'm the most amazing woman in the world. And then in the next breath, you know, become a defeatist and a victim right no one likes you everyone is against you everyone is always doing this to you everything is bad is always happening to you right so you can't say everything is coming up roses then on the other hand saying all your roses are wilting right you can't be double-minded so if you're saying it's done then that is what you keep repeating to yourself and anytime your um, rational mind wants to try to conjure up a how you stop it and say no i already have it I already have everything I want right here, right now. Hindrances are friendly and obstacles stepping stone. God's invisible power sweeps all before it. I ride the waves into my promised land. Riding the waves, they take you to your destination, free from the undertow of negative thinking, which will, would pull you down. Your thoughts and de desires are always taking you somewhere. Princeton Mulford said the persistent purpose that strong desire, that never ceasing longing, is a seed of the mind. It is rooted there. It is alive. It never stops growing. There is a wonderful law involved in it. This law, when known, followed out, and trusted, leaves, leads every individual to mighty and beautiful results. The law followed with our eyes open leads to more and more happiness in life. But followed blindly with our eyes shut leads to misery, right? So when you are, your eyes are open, that means when you're consciously creating, when you're consciously choosing, when you're consciously deciding what meanings you are giving things, right? Then at some point, it's going to be filtered out into your, pushed out into your 3D world and become your current reality, right? So more happiness in your life. But if you are unconsciously creating, right? Your eyes are blind, you're blind and your, your eyes are shut and you have no realization of the power of your words and that every negative thought and every horrible situation you are fretting in your head about is actually being created. So you'll just get more of what you don't want, essentially. This means that desire is a tremendous vibratory force and must be rightly directed. 
Take this statement. I only desire that which infinite intelligence desires through me. I claim that which is mine by divine right and under grace in a perfect way. You will then cease desiring the wrong things and the right desires will take their place. Your dreary desires are answered drearily. Your impatient desires are long delayed or violently fulfilled. It is important never to lose sight of this. Many unhappy situations have been brought about through dreary or impatient desires, right? So in other words, be patient. Don't be looking out into 3D saying, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Because when you're doing that, you're telling yourself you don't have it. So you have to, that's why you have to work on this and make it a daily habit to remind yourself that you already have it. It is already done. Creation is finished and your 3D, I'm sorry, your 40, not your 3D, your 40 is your one and true reality. Your 40 is your current reality, right? Um, and, you, and it has to be created within and then pushed out. That's why it is your actual one and only reality. It's not created outside and then pushed inward. And that's not how it works. Princeton Mulford has also some interesting ideas on work. He said, to succeed in any undertaking, any art, or any trade, or any profession, simply keep it ever persistently fixed in mind as an aim, and then study to make all effort toward it play or re recreation. The moment it becomes hard work, we are not advancing. Right? So whatever you enjoy doing, keep enjoying it, but don't make it into a situation where it's being forced and you no longer enjoy it. Right? For example, if you're an artist, create art that you like, right? Because infinite intelligence will find the people who want your art, who like your art just as much as you do, right? Because this is your reality. So you don't have to change to mold, mold yourself to fit into the 3D world. You do what rocks your boat, regardless of what society, societal limitations or beliefs are circulating around, right? And that comes in all aspects of your life, whether it's love, business. Let's say you enjoy collecting straws and that's what you want to do for a living. Well, keep um, persistent in that dream and that's what will happen. I'm sure they hate. Where I was blind, now I see. My perfect self-expression. Whereas I was blind, now I can see clearly and distinctively the divine plan of my life. God's power is the only power and that God's plan is the only plan. God is your eternal security of mind, body, and affairs. Let not your heart be troubled, neither be afraid. If you are wide awake to your good, you cannot be troubled and fearful. Waking up to the truth that there is no loss, lack of failure in the kingdom of reality. Loss, lack, and failure would disappear from your life. They come from your own vain imaginings, right? Again, Adam created this right so this is the when he ate the apple he he became rational right he began he got that little nagging voice in his head and then we fell asleep and then he created lack loss failure all the negativity and it's been circulating since then right but you now know that it doesn't it's an illusion that does not have to exist in your reality that's why i've been saying i don't know if you remember last week i mentioned it but if it isn't good, it isn't true. I will start saying that. When someone starts um, complaining negatively, I try to tune them out and I just be like, if it isn't good, it isn't true. When someone wants to talk about something they read in the news, I tell myself, if, if it isn't good, it isn't true. Right? Because remember, you choose what you accept. So whatever you accept is true becomes part of your belief system. 
And whatever you reject, you're telling your brain this isn't real. But if it isn't good, it isn't true. Once that is impressed on your brain, think about how amazing that'd be. That means you're going to automatically disregard anything that's not good. The truth student knows he must prove the principle in his everyday affairs. Acknowledge me in all your ways and I will direct your paths. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me the works that I do, he shall do also and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my father. What wonderful faith Jesus Christ had in man. He held the vision of the race to come, the man made in God's likeness and image, imagination, and whosoever ye shall ask in my name that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Whereas I was blind, now I can see. There is nothing to fear, for there is no power to hurt. I see clearly before me the open road of fulfillment. There are no obstacles on my pathway. Thou hadest him to have dominion over the works of thy hand. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Psalms chapter 8 verse 6 right and I forgot to mention this when I was talking about Adam but guys Adam never woke up you will not find in the Bible or anywhere where Adam has woke up has awakened right that's why people are referring to your 3d world as the illusion and that's why 4d is your real and only reality right the, the 3d world is what was created when Adam ate the apple or the figure of apple so that is why the 3D world is referred to as a dream, right? In fact, some people will say that your dreams are more real than your 3D reality because the your dreams are actually interacting with your subconscious mind, right? It is your subconscious mind communicating with you in symbols and in pictures and in images based on everything you accepted, rejected, believed, assumed that day and prior to and days before, right? Um, so chapter four, the glory of the Lord. We cannot see God for God is principle, power, the supreme intelligence within us. But what we see are the proofs of God. Prove thou me herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of hearing and pour you out a blessing so great, there be not room enough to receive it. We prove God by directing God power and trusting in it to do the work. For every time we get a demonstration, we have proved God. If you have not received the desires of the heart, you have asked amiss. That is, you have not prayed aright. You receive your prayer in the same way in which you sent out your demand. Your dreary desires are answered drearily. Your impatient desires are long delayed or violently fulfilled. Suppose you are resenting, lacking limitation, and living in poor surroundings. You say with great feeling, I want to live in a big house with beautiful surroundings. Sooner or later, you may find yourself a caretaker in a big and beautiful house, but you have no share in this opulence. The idea came to me as I was passing Andrew Carnegie's house and grounds on Fifth Avenue. It was all closed and the entrance and windows boarded up. There was just one window open in the basement. This is where the caretaker lived. It was certainly a dreary picture. So ask or wish with praise and thanksgiving so that you will see the glory of the law in action. You combine with what you notice or you combine with what you vibrate to. If you are vibrating to injustice and resentment, you will meet it on your pathway at every step. You will certainly think it is a hard world and that everybody is against you. Hermes Trismegistus said several thousand years ago, to change your mood, you must change your vibrations. 
I make it even stronger. I say to change your world, you must change your vibrations. Turn on a different current in your battery of thought and you'll see the difference immediately. Suppose you have been resenting people and saying you are not appreciated. Take the statement, God appreciates me, therefore man appreciates me, I appreciate myself. Immediately you will meet some recognition on the external. You are now master workman and your tools are your words. Be sure you are building constructively according to the divine plan. Judge Troward said, man is a distributor of God power and he does not create this force. Right. So that means you're not really creating your new reality. You're just choosing the new reality by creating your new thoughts, by creating that new story and then repeating it repetitively and staying true to it and persisting in it. But God has already created everything for your good or your bad, depending on your thoughts. Any desire you could have thought about, he has already created. Right. So right now, by your thoughts, you're just stirring your ship to the reality you want to live in now to the reality you are now choosing the law of laws is to do unto others as you would be done by for whatever you send out comes back to you and what you do to others will be done to you woman who refrains from criticizing saves herself from criticism critical people are always being criticized they are living in the in that vibration they also have rheumatism for acid thoughts produce acid in the blood which causes pain in the joints I read an article in a newspaper. It said a physician had had a peculiar experience with one of his patients. The woman had boils every time her mother-in-law paid her a visit. There is nothing peculiar in this as she was boiling within. How many times have we heard people say they were in a boiling rage? So the boils appeared on her body. This does not include all mother-in-laws. I have known some wonderful ones who have brought only peace and harmony with them. Skin trouble shows that someone has got under your skin. You have been irritated or angered. Here we see again that the man gives directions to this God power through himself. Vibrative to this power, all things are under his feet. All sheep and oxen, yeah, the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea. Whatsoever passes through the paths of the sea. What a picture of power and dominion for a man. For men, and that includes women too, don't worry. Man has power and dominion over the elements. We should be able to rebuke the wind and the waves. We should be able to put it into drought. I read in the paper that the people in a certain drought this district were requested not to sing, it ain't going to rain no more, knowing something of metaphysics. They realized the power of negative words. They felt it had something to do with the drought. We should be able to stop floods and epidemics, for man is given power and dominion over all created things. Every time we get a demonstration, we are proving our power and dominion. If thine eyes be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. We seem flooded with an inner radiance. The single eye means to see good only, to be undisturbed by appearances of evil. As Jesus Christ said, judge not by appearances, judge righteousness, judgment. There is an occult law of indifference. Jesus Christ knew this law. None of these things move me. None of these things disturb me, we might say in our modern language. Selfishness and personal will bring defeat and failure. Unless the Lord builds the house, they, they labor in vain who build it. The imaging faculty is a creative faculty and your fear pictures will appear on the external, the result of your own distorted imagination. With a single eye, man sees only the truth. 
He sees through evil, knowing out of it comes good. He transmutes injustice into justice and disarms his semen enemies by sending goodwill. He is now backed by unnumbered hosts of powers for the single eye sees only victory, right? And that's why I was saying, start telling yourself, if it isn't good, it isn't true. Start telling yourself that everything is always working out for you, right? Because this is you transmuting any situation into how it should be, how you want it to be, how you desire it to be, right? Be not fooled by the experiences of your 3D eyes, of your five senses. Because remember, they can only see what is in front of them right now. They can only see less than 1% of reality. So that is 99% of reality you cannot see. Just like you can't see atoms, you can't see viruses, you can't see radio waves, right? But you know it exists. You can't see gravity, you can't see air, but you know if you fall, you're hitting the ground. You know we don't float, this isn't the moon, this isn't space, right? So you want to believe in this law just as much as you believe in the law of therodynamics, right? Because whatever you thinketh... <laughs> And your heart is who you are. And that is what you will see in your 3D reality. So what thoughts are you thinking right now? What world are you creating for yourself right here and right now? Right? So you have to stay true to your vision in your 3D, uh, in your 4D world. Not your 3D world, I'm sorry. Your 4D world. That single eye is focused. Whatever you give attention to expands. So if all you are focusing on is all your problems, you're going to get more of those problems. But if you turn your eye, you turn a blind eye to those problems because you only see good. If it isn't good, it isn't true. You only see the solution. You only see what is in your 40 reality. You look past anything that is of not good report. That's what you're practicing. That is the habit you want to start. You're, you're working to build. The occult law underlying indifference is one of the most profound, for it contains the attainment of a state of consciousness in which the outer world of sensation has no influence upon the action of the mind, and it can therefore be in complete at one with the divine mind. Most people's lives are a succession of disturbances, lack, loss, limitations, mother-in-law, landlord, debts, or injustice. This world was properly known as a veil of tears. People were all mixed up in their own affairs, fighting their battles, and carrying their burdens. If a man judges by appearances, he finds himself in an arena most of the time, the arena of adverse conditions and facing lions of lack and limitation. If thine eye be evil, thy whole body should be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? The light of the body is the inner eye, or imagining faculty. If therefore thine eye be single, you are seeing only one power, one plan, and one planner. Your body and affairs will be full of light. See yourself daily bathed in the light of the Christ, right? So if you only see good, if you only see peace, harmony, abundance wherever you look and looking past that one less than 1% and knowing that behind that is a veil of all the abundance in your kingdom, then you will, you know, that's what you're going to work towards. That's what you're building, the habit you're building, right? So you only are looking for that of that is godly and God is only goodness. Anything other than that is man-made and created 
in the mind of man. This inner radiance is invincible and dissolves anything not divinely planned. It dissolves all appearances of disease, lack, loss, or limitation. It dissolves adverse conditions or any weapons that is formed against you, right? So that is why circumstances don't matter. Anything can change in an instant once it's impressed upon your subconscious mind. And you impress your subconscious mind by what you perceive, how you perceive the world, what you accept is true, what you repetitively and habitually say to yourself. So leave the plan of your life to the divine planner and you will find all conditions permanently perfect, right? So in, that, in this case, do not try fixing things externally. Create it in your mind, experience it in your mind first, your, th your 4D reality, and it will be pushed out into the 3D reality. What you do not focus on will dissipate, right? Your focus is the energy. It's what breeds life into your creation or, or into your new reality. It's stirring your ship. So that's why you want to make sure your thoughts, your assumptions, your perceptions are in line with what you're creating, right? And you want to remind yourself that when people show up in your world and on the surface, it doesn't look like they're... Uh, showing up how you want them to you remind yourself that everyone is a teacher and you look in that situation and see what limiting belief is being reflected back to you right for example i had an employee message me on a sunday asking if i corrected her timesheet right and instead of taking it personally my thought was first you know seeing them as a human and like oh okay they're really concerned they want to make sure they they got paid i get it but what is this person teaching me about myself trust right it is safe and secure to trust right and i have been telling myself this like anytime i get the thought that someone isn't going to show up i stop that thought and i say it's just safe and secure for me to trust that people will always show up for me so you want to look into each situation as a lesson as a reflection right not as something to take personal not as something to internalize and not as something to give a negative judgment to but as a teaching moment to help you get better in your brain right to help fine-tune that 4d reality of yours right so if you're being criticized well i guess first of all have you been critical i guess so if you've been critical or guilty of being critical in the past then stop it Right. So if someone's criticizing you, you know, right in there, they're teaching you not to be critical. Right. And it also could be that if you stop being critical, it just hasn't caught back up. But see every instance in your life as a teachable moment, as a learning moment. Right. As them showing you something that you need to change. Right. And by change, I mean, just change your thought. Not that you're not perfect as you are. But remember, this is a game and things show up in our reality to one, try to get us to react. Right. And one way not to react is by not giving it a negative judgment, by being neutral or by saying things like everything is always working out for me. Everything is a bridge to my desires, things like that. Right. Um, so it's all about how do you perceive your world? What judgments do you give it? Because your judgments become a belief. Right. That's why you don't want to be judging people. Right. And that's why you may um, break some eggs or you may ruffle feathers by telling people you want don't want to discuss things like I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about because you don't want to get into the gossipy conversations. Right. Because that is judgment. 
right? And you also want to remember that there are no such thing as facts. The only facts that exist are the ones you create within your 4D reality, right? Laws, are, these are the laws of man, right? And you want to make sure, and, and when I say this, I'm saying I'm coming from a place of love and light, not of the darkness, right? No, no, no crime syndicates or anything like that, right? Okay, so um, I think what we've talked about is very helpful and very eye-opening. I know every time I read this, I learn something new. And it just gives me a shiver in my soul, right? Um, and I just realized that on Fridays, I think I would do like just a chat. Uh, because starting today, I've stopped watching TV because I realized some things about it. And I think I will share that with you on Friday. And that'll be a whole week and I can kind of tell you what I've learned. And so maybe I'll make Fridays more about like a reflection kind of thing. And I'm also going to start... Um, uploading a video on uh youtube and i think that's going to be the friday one along with my art so i'm going to pair my my philosophical thoughts with my art creation okay so and, and i'll put my youtube information if anyone's interested once i create it and set it up and everything um, but since i'm not watching tv anymore that's not going to be sucking up my time i should end up being very productive um, and, I'll, and again, I'll give you a review on Friday how that turns out. And I'll also explain it to you more why I stopped, why I decided to do it. Okay. All right, my phoenixes, I intend that everything we have discussed today has helped you along your path to your most wonderful and amazing life. Your excitement should be to watch your thoughts, watch what um judgments and and uh, opinions you are giving things um see people as your teachers and not as your adversaries right try to see the meaning or the limiting belief that could be uh reflected back at you and once you notice these things you can simply change them and be aware of them every time they pop up and you'll know what to say right so if it's a trust issue when thoughts of um just trust pop up you can be like oh wait no it's safe and secure to trust so and i find that by trying to see the teachings or what this this person is teaching me it really does make a difference like you it really does um okay guys i wish you nothing but love light and abundance love light and abundance is all i see for you and for me until tomorrow rains joy out